Welcome to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast. Hear and learn through the success of others how to build the life and business you deserve. Learn to overcome failure, what it means to seek out growth, and how to become the best possible version of yourself. And now, here's your host, coach, entrepreneur, husband and father, and author of the number one best-selling book, Survive, Scale, Soar, Jeremy Williams. Welcome back. This is Jeremy Williams, and you're tuning in to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast, the podcast for the entrepreneur built by entrepreneurs. Today, I'll be joined by Lisa Cruz, real estate agent brokered by Keller Williams Realty Northeast, providing professional real estate services for Livingston, Texas, and surrounding areas. Lisa talks about why Livingston is a great place to live, the current real estate market, pet peeves, and gives advice to those that want to start a career in real estate. Before we get started with our guests, a quick reminder of today's episode moves you, makes you think differently, makes you laugh, or you know it may help someone, be sure to share it. And welcome, Lisa, to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see you, Jeremy. Uh, it's great to have you this morning. I know you're up there in Livingston, Texas, and we're going to be talking today about living in Livingston. Uh, Lisa, tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm a native Texan, seventh generation. I was born and raised in Pasadena, Texas. We have that in common. I don't think you were born there, but um, our fathers have the same profession. Um, I've lived in a lot of regions in Texas and uh, somehow ended up in Livingston about 11 years ago, 10 years ago. And uh, during that time, I got my real estate license and that's how we came to know each other in coaching. And uh, we have, you know, my husband was a teacher and so that's what brought us here at the school district. And we've just acclimated ourselves into this uh, weaving of, of different people because we have city people that come up here and live and we have town people that have been here forever and ever. And we have a, uh, another mix of people that um, come here and then leave, like like uh, uh, the, the seniors, you know, we have escapees here, which is a senior um, development. Uh, you can come here, let me see if I've got this right. You can come here and get a mailbox and go travel anywhere in the world and they'll forward their, your mail to you. They have other services too, insurance and health and it's crazy, but uh, I, I bet a good portion of Texas seniors have uh, signed up over there for their services. Or you can go stay, they have like a park, you can go stay there too. So it's called Escapees and uh, that's uh, they vote here because that's their home address and it's just a, a service that you wouldn't expect. We have the casino, the Alabama Cushata Casino, it's just like 15 minutes away. Um, and you got a yeah. lake, right? You, you get to wake up. You're very fortunate. You get to wake up every day to look out on that beautiful, I large am. lake. I am. And even better, my husband's a photographer. And I bet the first five years we lived here, every night, if it wasn't raining, he'd run outside and get that sunset because it's right there. It's a gift from God right there. <laughs> Just You can't deny it. We get to see all the storms come across. It's 
there's a lot. It's a unique, it's a unique lake and there's, there's three fairly large lakes in in the region. We have Lake Houston, which, mm-hmm. which I live on and it's, mm-hmm. it's the water source for Houston. It's not really a recreational lake though. Every once in a while you'll see people out boating in it, you know, dodging the, the tree trunks and everything else. It's not really a boat friendly lake. Uh, you right. got Lake Conroe, which is a, a public thing. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 the lake where everybody needs to be seen and the big boats and you know people are out there on jet skis and and um, very developed. And then yes. you go to Lake Livingston, and it's a huge lake. I mean, it almost looks like at some point you you can't even see the other side of it. Or and, and fishing, it's it's a great place to go fishing. Tell, tell us about, so you've been in real estate now uh, for it was five years. Five years. You, re- you recently just got recognized uh, by your brokerage for, for a, a few accomplishments. Tell me a little bit about those. Um, the one you're probably talking about is uh, an award given by our brokerage that uh, recognizes people that live the Keller Williams um motto you know we we thank you Lisa I'm starting to recognize (laughs) I am now in that category but but it's people that that uh, uh, give from their heart and uh, do the best they can every day I I do try to do that I always said I'm going to be that realtor that answers my phone I can't believe the most important thing in our lives and people don't answer them. But I was recognized, it's called the Judy Hopkins and I'm sorry, I don't remember her husband's name. It was Albert, I believe. Albert Albert and Judy Hopkins Memorial Award, correct? Yes, yes, Albert and Judy Hopkins Memorial Award. And um, they give it in our office every year. There were four, five of us that were nominated uh, I didn't get it, but that's okay. I was nominated. Such an honor uh, to be standing up there with the, the, the people to my right and left because they are the best of the best. Um, well, I, think it, I think it says, I think it says something when it's not, not necessarily given by the, the brokers you work for, right. It's actually one of those that are peer nominated. So you, you're in an office of 250 plus individuals Mm-hmm. And to, to be one of those five, that's, that's a, that's a huge accomplishment. You also had a couple of production awards. Yes. I was number seven for listing agent in, in our company and number six for production, which is a selling houses um, to get out of the real estate lingo. Uh, so yes, I was proud to have that accomplishment too. It was my best year so far. Uh, probably a little help from the COVID thing. But uh, that I think everybody was experiencing that. And my first year, I was Rookie of the Year. So that took me by surprise because I didn't even know what Rookie of the Year was. I do now. It was an honor as well. (laughs) So you've you've consistently been a a producing agent in this office. And and as your business has continued to, to increase, you've been recognized for that. And being being your coach. I've been able to see that growth in you, that growth in your business. And uh, you, know, it's, uh, you should be very proud, proud of that. Let's jump into the, the real estate market. So right now, 
you hear a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth and, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a shark tank and listing goes on and you have all these buyers come and eat each other alive to get the property. Uh, tell me your perspective of the market. I guess that would be up here in Livingston area. Um, I do sell outside of that, but that's my primary. Uh, yes, it's, it's brisk here still. Um, I always think that, you know, we have these, this mix of properties to suit lots of different people. We are a, a poor county uh, as far as people that live here all the time. And so, you know, um, unfortunately, it, it's, the prices have risen, so it's harder and harder for them to a- afford a home. But on the flip side, that rental market is is tight you can't find them uh people are living in um converted sheds and tiny homes kind of things uh we i've seen some of that um on the on the bigger scale we we've got a lot of forest out there um we we touch three forests in livingston and so you know a lot, I see a lot of that property selling and people are building, barn are going in all over the place. Um, a, a lot of country land, you know, anywhere from one or two acres to 50. Sometimes you'll see somebody buy a big chunk. Um, they usually do that for investment purposes. <clears throat> so um, then there's the lake. And uh, I, I said earlier, we touch four counties. Uh, because it's a long kind of lake, it, it is a water source for use as well. Um, Walker, Trinity, Polk, and uh, San Jacinto. Um, I think I think there's kind of personalities when you go around the lake. Um, so whatever your personality, if you want relaxed, we have relaxed. If you want a little pretentious, we have pretentious and um, anything in between. It's, it's, uh, it's, we have golf courses. Um, they're, they're uh, probably not the posh golf courses you have in Houston, but you know, they're, that's, that's a bonus amenity. So. Yeah, I think, I think Livingston is, is unique and because it does, like you said, it, there's so many different offerings when it comes to, to real estate. You could buy that, you know, postage stamp size lot. You could go buy a hundred acres in the area. Uh, yeah. You can buy waterfront. You could buy in the forest. You could buy in a neighborhood. You could buy a rural with you know a little bit of acreage. Uh, there's just a lot of different offerings that, you know, once you get down into the city, you just don't have that. Like I live on a postage stamp. Uh, yes. You know, that's all that's available. With a neighbor. With a neighbor and you can see them. Right. And so it's just a different, it's a different type of living and, and lifestyle. And it's unique because it's really not that far north of Houston. How far, yeah. far north of the Houston city limits are you? So that would be what the airport, hour and, tw- hour and 15 minutes. If yeah, you're so going to the woodlands, hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, so still close, still oh, close to a lot of amenities, right? Yes. Yes, hospitals, uh, casino. Uh, we don't have a lot in grocery stores. We have them, but they're small. Um, 
I go at it. I go all over the place. So when I want real groceries, I go to Huntsville or sometimes Kingwood or, you know, just wherever I happen to be anyway. So um, I, I think a lot of people shop online now, so that's not such a big deal. Recently, we've had a big growth here. It's, uh, it's just came boom out of nowhere. And we have a Chick-fil-A and a Panda Express and a Starbucks. It's like, whoa, we're feeling kind of down. You <laughs> made uh, it. Yeah. I'm not much for corporate um, stores. I like, I like the mom and pop and I want to keep them thriving because that's what makes, that's the heart of our uh, town. Yeah. It's, I, I like that feel in Livingston. It, it reminds me of my, my hometown of San Marcos, Texas before it really grew. Now it's, now it's got everything. Uh, yet when I was growing up, it was a lot of mom and pop family owned restaurants and Indeed. small businesses. And, and there, there's something unique to that feeling um, of, of having that, that type of community. So the market, the market right now is somewhat insulated. You still have, like you said, you use the word brisk uh, yet, with all the opportunities, there's there's plenty of things that people could go up there and and buy or or invest in. Yes. Uh, where do you, where do you see a lot of people that come to live in Livingston? They're they're coming away from somewhere. Where are they coming from? Predominantly the Houston area. Of course, that's a huge area. When you say area, hmm. Katy, Cypress, Clear Lake, Calveston, Kingwood. Houston proper, it's, it's a big area. Um, I do run across people that come from further away, but that limits the amount of times that you can come up here on weekends to uh, enjoy your property. Um, but for some people, that's this is where they want to be, and that's what they did. Yeah, there's a there's a fairly significant second home market that, that exists in Livingston. And that, that tends to... Um, rotate out and in every year much faster than your traditional homes. If what, what do you think is the biggest draw? So somebody, somebody may be listening to this in our audience and, and they're outside of the state and they're wanting to come to freedom and they, they're hearing this, this community of Livingston. What do you think is the biggest draw of why people love Livingston? It has a, a, a that sleepy hometown aura still. Um, it has a, you know your local people that um, know the history and and all that kind of thing. But but you know I think everybody has a different uh, need or want and what what their second home is is like. So the lake, of course, you know, they want to fish or some people just want to get a cup of coffee and go see the sunrise or set, you know, uh, on their back porch facing the lake. Um, so, you know, it's different for everybody. We, we, you know, I mentioned earlier, we have, um, it's a poorer population. So we have some homes that have been abandoned, a lot of them. I see them daily, but they're getting fewer and fewer because investors are snapping those up. I, I always say there's only so much land around that lake. And it's great that people are 
gentrifying and 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 uh, making use of what we do have. Just yeah, good. And, so I want to ask you a couple of questions about about you in particular, and then about uh, maybe a pet peeve that you have in the real estate industry right now. Uh, but first, I want to start out looking at on the at, at your business and, and what you offer. What is what is the unique reason or why do people choose to hire you with either buying a home, selling a home, or investing in, in Livingston, Texas real estate? As I've grown, um, my name is more prominent. Uh, I've been getting feedback from clients. Oh, I checked you out. I checked you out before I hired you. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, how do I feel about that? But how I feel about that is awesome because you checked me out and you hired me. Uh, I do try to give a lot of heart uh, and a lot of uh, attention to each client. Some of, uh, I, I tend to get a lot of uh, more difficult transactions. I don't know why or how that is, but I get through them and I get them through them, the, the clients, um, with as little stress as possible. Um, when I say difficult, you know, anything from there's a problem with the land to the maybe they have errors or a will wasn't done properly that slows things down and you know the best thing is just to try to get through it and not just bail out of it sometimes the house is not quite up to snuff you know then just work well, I've always life. yeah and I've always seen you as a getting to know you over the years as a, a problem solver and so having those challenging things and being able to get them successfully across the finish line, it, it takes a problem solving ability that a lot of, a lot of people don't have, or they choose not to want to have, they want everything right. easy. It, it, it isn't easy. I know what you see on HDTV, but sometimes when I'm out in the field with the grass up to here and I'm chopping away, I'm like, they don't show this part or rain or <laughs> They don't show that part, but uh, yeah, I, I try to be my best at, at problem problem solving the, the part you don't see, you know. But uh, yeah, I think one of my biggest pet peeves in in real estate industry in general is HGTV. Is they they don't show those things. They show like it, it's like somebody walks into a house, they make an offer, the house is beautiful, and it closes, and you see them move in, and it's like that's the end of the story. So a lot of people. You know, whether it be on the consumer side or people that are kind of, kind of, you know, they're entering the industry as a real estate agent. They're like, oh, this is easy and this is what it really is. And then you get out, to that, like you said, that tall grass or, mm -hmm. you know, it's a thunderstorm and it's hailing and tornadoes and, and you're still out there working uh, through that. It's, it's a lot. It's simple, not, not easy. Right. Um, what is, what is your pet peeve with the industry? What is something that that jumps out at you? I think this is probably an age old dilemma of buyers not really being ready to buy and jump into it with their expectations, but reality's over here. Um, I, I love educating people, first time home buyers, they're great. Um, but they don't always listen, you know, because there's a lot. And I try to give it in bite-sized chunks, but still, 
you know, you get down the path and it's like, okay, we talked about that. So I, I really think people should um, really hone in on, on, on what people are saying in those first few meetings because they're, what they're saying is important. Um, it is difficult and stressful for everybody in this market of making offers and you don't get it because the competition, I, I made an appointment, the house has been on the market one half day, this is in Huntsville, one half day and I made an appointment for today and, the, and, and I was already saying, I've got so many offers that, and, and I knew mine's the VA, which uh, is a negative in, a, in, a, in this market. And so I was like, eh, I, I think we'll just pass, you know. Mm-hmm. Why, and you're gonna ask me, why is the VA negative to, to, to people out there? It's not that it's a negative, it's just the seller has so many uh, people to choose from to take a government loan in their perception, VA and FHA take longer. They don't. You can close in 30 days. Or um, even conventional. I mean, any, any type of financing now when you're going up against cash offers that are exceeding the the sales price, you know, 20, 30, I had one the other day is over $120,000 yeah. and they still didn't get it. Yeah. In my opinion, though, those vets, they earned that VA loan and, and by golly, you know, we... It, it should bear a little weight. And, and sometimes it does. Sometimes you'll find a seller that, you know, they'll they'll just, I saw it yesterday, somebody uh, put it on Facebook that they had a, a, a an offer accepted for their VA. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Because, you know, more and more you see that, that they're turned away or, or they're treated differently than the cash person. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And I think they've got to find something to do better at that because, yeah. you know, the, those are the people that give us the freedom to have what we have. Exactly. And, you know, I, I, I think there's something, I don't know what it is or, you know, I, but I think there ought to be a solution to, yes. to help those, those guys out and girls out at a higher level. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, very, very, very true. Yeah. I, th- I think, you know, you hit on it, expectations and between, you know, the, the customer and the, the client. I, I was sharing this the other day with somebody, you know, we have this perspective and then we, we go into this movie theater that's got like a thousand different theaters in it. And we go in to watch a movie of our life. And so the first theater we walk into, we watch the movie and it's from our perspective. And we're like, yep, that's that's who we are and what we do. And, and then we go into the next one and it might be a customer or client. And it's from their perspective. And you're like, oh, I didn't think they thought that or saw it that way. And then you go into the next theater and it's like your parents mm-hmm. and they saw the, the whole movie in a different, different light is if we're not setting the expectations and being very clear on those. And like you said, listening, listening is a huge part of communication. Then we're going to miss something. It's going to make the, the transaction more stressful. And uh, that's new, that's new home buyer, first time home buyer or, you know, somebody like me, uh, you know, buying, buying a home, if you don't have that communication, it just makes mm-hmm. it a lot more mm-hmm. stressful. Yeah. We get those too. Oh, I've done this before. Every transaction is different. True. Everyone there's, there's a curveball. Uh, we just did an investment property. I've never dealt with wind insurance. It was on the coast and I know more about wind insurance and WPIs to WPIs to E WPIs eight 
I, I know about those now, and I've been doing this for for you know 16, 17 years. But we don't live on the coast. Don't live on the coast. So you know, there's there's always an opportunity to learn, and that's not just for the the seasoned buyer or seller. It's also for the agent. Yes. Yes. Education um, is key. So somebody that may be listening to this, maybe they're thinking about, they're looking at, you know, maybe they're not like in the corporate life or maybe they're a teacher and they're ready just to do something different because they're about to kill the kids. Um, and they're looking at coming into real estate. What piece of advice or what should be the first thing that person does? Talk to an agent. Maybe not even just one, because I remember my experience of talking to an agent. They said, oh, this is hard. This is a hard business. You don't want to do this. And I internalized that to say, oh, I would, they're saying I wouldn't be good at this. I probably went 10 years with that mindset. Um, but I kept going back there, you know, maybe I should look at this. I think it's perfectly suited for my personality. It's, it's just amazing. I didn't do this earlier in my life, but I talk to people, um, get the good and the bad, you know, because there is good and bad in every profession. Everybody's not cut out to be a real estate agent. Um, it, it's, not, it's not just for outgoing people. We have introverts in our office that are very high producing agents. Um, but you should have a love for people and serving them. And um, the money gets nice. It's, it's a little difficult at first, but the money gets nice. Uh, of course, like any other business, what you put into is what you get out of it. So there's that think, too. That's all, all, all great advice. I think seeking out and having those conversations and really truly understanding what you're getting into uh, before just saying, Hey, I'm, I'm going to become a real estate agent. And, and that was me. I, my salesperson that helped my wife and I with our first home was like, Hey, you'd make a great real estate agent. And I was like, okay. And two, two months later, I was a real estate agent. And, you know, I, my, my story is I listed a home on the first day that I was an agent. I sold it two weeks later to the neighbor and they bought it in cash to have their family member move in across the street so they could take care of them. And I thought, wow, this is, this is it. This, this is all I have to do. And then I realized after six months of no closings that something needed to change. And it's, it's not, it's not, it's a simple process. It's not an easy one. And like you said, some people are just not going to be cut out for it. So I think getting that advice from people that are in the industry and seek out those that are having success like you, Lisa, and have those conversations. I think it's really important just to make sure this is what you truly, truly want to do because the turnover rates like 80% in the first six months. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. All right, so somebody's listening today and they're wanting to, to go out to the, I'm gonna call it the greater living scenario because it has all sorts of communities around it and counties. If somebody's looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, that could be your waterfront dream home, that could be an acreage ranch, it could be just raw land. How do they get a hold of you, Lisa? Well, Google is how you're gonna remember it because you're not just gonna have this video however 
uh, my phone number is 512-696-8444. And then my website, of course, is Lisa Cruz, C-R-U-S-E, SellsHomes.com. So go to Lisa Cruz Sells Homes. You'll find all her contact information there. You can start searching for properties and reach out to her. I know she's going to be able to help you have a successful transaction. That's whether you're buying, selling, or investing in real estate up in the Livingston, Texas area. Lisa, I want to thank you for, for joining me today, giving me some insights, some pet peeves, some advice for those that may be considering real estate as, as a business. Um, I, I appreciate all the information you shared today. And I had a good time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast. If you heard something that made a difference in your life today, share it with someone that might benefit and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Learn more about the host of this podcast and coaching services offered by Red Hawk Coaching by visiting www.redhawkcoaching.com.